What's up, everybody? This is the Hodgepodge Nothingness Podcast, and I'm David Korb. Well, guys, uh, that was a great game last night. Um, it was good to see the, the, the bats come alive. But um, before I get into all that, I wanted to get into some other Pirate news first. Um, I saw that uh, the Pirates released Drew Maggi, and uh, that was kind of sad to see because, you know, this guy's been in the minors, I think, for like 11 years, right? And he got his first major league hit with the Pirates. Uh back in April and it was just a good feel good story and it was it was good to see uh him get his chance to be called up um but you know it's just a formality really it wasn't like they were calling him up to to stay up with the club um but it was cool to see him uh get to do that and uh you know I, I wish that guy the best of luck I I would I would like to you know I hope to hear that he you know he gets signed on with some other team to pursue his dream still um but uh yeah they released him and uh, hopefully, hopefully things work out for him. Um, but, uh, moving on though, uh, Pirates did end up signing that shortstop, Calais Harrison. Uh, so literally all they have left is that Daniel Covet out of, um, from that prep school who committed to Miami. Uh, and uh, people think that they have enough money left, uh, to be able to pull it off. But, um, I think they have, uh, until five o'clock today to pull it off. So, as they say, time is of the essence. And uh, you know, I it'd be pretty awesome if they could pry that kid uh, from Miami. Um, power hitting third baseman. Would really love to see it happen. Uh, but will it? I I I have my doubts. Um, uh, apparently, the kid wants a lot of money to 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 go ahead and break away from his commitment to Miami. And uh, I, I just. I don't know. I don't. I don't see it happening. But you never know. The Pirates have been able to pull it off before. Uh, maybe uh, Ben Charrington can pull another rabbit out of his hat and, and make it happen again. Um. So I, I came across. I saw on Twitter yesterday. Uh, let me see if I can find it. That the Pirates were listening to offers on David Bednar. Um, uh, yeah, here it is right here. John Heyman. They're telling teams that they'll listen on all-star closer David Bednar, but the understanding is that he'll be difficult to move since he isn't a free agent until 2027. The Pittsburgh native, another plus for the Bucks, has a 115 ERA. Um, yeah. And then later on in the day, uh, I'm, look, I'm on Twitter and I see Pirates are also willing to listen to trade offers on all-star starter Mitch Keller. So listing on both All-Stars, including also All-Star closer David Bednar, would seem like a pretty low probability to happen in either case, but in this seller's market, it makes sense to listen, per John Hammond as well. And I'm sitting here, and I'm like, what? What the hell? What? So, I mean, I made the comment last podcast or two podcasts ago that, that everyone's got a price. And, you know, when you're, when you're a team that is losing as bad as the Pirates are, uh... Yeah, it's true. Everybody's got a price, but when it comes to Keller, it's like, bro, this is a homegrown uh, guy. Like, what you, you got a guy that you you hit on. It looks like, um, uh, and you know, why in, why in the world would you would you trade him away? Like, I I mean, I, I guess I guess it's just one of those things where they're gonna listen to offers. It's doubtful anybody blows them away. But I mean, when Keller's on, I mean he is on, and he looks magnificent uh, doing so. Now, 
the thing about it is, though, is that Keller has been struggling uh, lately. Uh, I saw Jason Mackey put on here that he has a 5-5-1 ERA over his last 11 starts. So not, not good. Um, he's gotten blown up the last two for sure um, and hasn't done well. And that was with, uh, I talked about Austin Hedges uh, might catch him. And if not this game, the next time if he struggled, and, and I was in fact right, it was Austin Hedges. It might have just because it was the day game coming off a pot, and that was a later day game, but um, it could have been just that. But it was convenient that it was for for Keller, and so, uh, but he still struggled, still did not do well, um, and hasn't looked right. And the five five one ERA shows it. So, it, you know, to me, I'm thinking, you know, this might be the time for the Pirates to try to make a move and and, and sign him long term. Not trade them, but at the same time, I they've got now they've drafted a shit ton of pitchers, college pitchers, in fact, on top of Skeens and uh, Anthony Salamito's doing good. I'll get to him in a second. Jared Jones, uh, I think Kyle Nicholas is only you know, one of their top pitching prospects that's been struggling, I believe, at AAA. But um, they just brought up Quinn Priester. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think they would do it. I don't think they would. I don't think they'd pull the trigger on this. I really don't think they would. I, I'd be very surprised. The offer would have to be astronomical. We're talking top pitching prospect or top hitting prospect or both, probably. Um, maybe a guy in Double A who who could maybe next year or in twenty five be ready to go that make an impact during their window. Like I, I just I don't. I don't see them doing it. I don't. The potential with Keller is is very high. Uh, he's a guy that they could use a part of this pitching staff when the window opens next year. I just I just don't see it. But look, it could happen. I think it's more realistic, personally, that they would trade Bednar than trade Keller. Like, I don't know. I, I am a, a part of that idea that you can get. I, I think that you can get. A closer quicker than you can, uh, you know, an ace pitcher. I think that's obvious. So I think that if, if they got offered something good enough, that, that it, it more than likely would be Bednar that goes before before Keller. That's just my thought process. Um, I mean, Bednar's been absolutely phenomenal and uh, one of the best in the league, if not the best. And uh, yeah, they they could realistically net a top prospect or two. Doubtful top prospect, one top prospect and, and a mid guy, but I, I just I just don't see it with Keller. I don't see them doing that. But hey, if some team makes a stupid offer that you can't resist, then then maybe they pull the trigger. They can maybe think they have more depth now, or I, I don't know. I don't know what goes into the thought process for them. But I, I just to see that. Eh. Um, I mean, what's next? They're gonna start listening in on on you know, Brian Reynolds, keep Brian Hayes. Uh, you know I. All these are supposed to be future pieces for this window that's supposed to open up, and and now I'm just hearing that you know they're open to anything. Maybe is that what we're going to hear next? Everyone's available, which I I'm not surprised. I I get it, but at the same time, it just it doesn't make sense if you want to if your window is supposed to open next year. Why would you then destroy what you've built towards that? But um, speaking of uh, Jared Jones, uh. I came across something I thought was pretty interesting about him since uh, he's been moved up. Uh, his last 10 starts, this is per Pittsburgh Pirates player development, uh, last 10 starts, 
52.2 innings pitch, a 3.59 ERA, a 1.16 whip, 58 Ks, and 19 walks. That is really good. And he's hitting 99 on the gun, like I said last time. This kid is doing really well. And I mean, I I don't think we'll see him in September. I, I Maybe. Maybe he earns the September call-up. Uh, I'll tell you this much. I, I hope so. That'd be, that'd be fucking amazing if I got to see this kid in September. Because um, I, 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 as soon as I'm done with all my son's crazy baseball tournaments and stuff like that... I would love to get down to a game, and man, I'm telling you right now, if if this is if this kid would get uh would get a September call up, I'm I'm all in. I'm I, I gotta check to see if he's even on the forty. I I I haven't looked at the forty man to see if he's even on it. Uh, I don't think he is, but he might be. I'm not sure, but I'm definitely gonna make a trip down to PNC Park if 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 this kid gets called up. Um, and then speaking of of being on fire, Anthony Salamento, he's another one. He he got caught up double A. His last 10 starts, 52.2 innings pitch, a 171 ERA, a .93 whip, 56 Ks, and 9 walks. Absolutely on fire in, in AA. I mean, just impressive. Really impressive uh, what he's doing with Altoona. I, I, another, another pitching prospect. Uh, this, this rotation in 24 and 25, if they keep Keller, mind you, has a chance to be really good. I I, I can't even uh, um, I can't even imagine uh, how good this rotation can be when you factor in these guys uh, coming up soon uh, in the next year or two, plus what we have now, plus what they got in the in the draft. I mean, it's going to be really good, and I and I I can't wait. Um, but yeah, just. Good to hear those two prospects just on fire after getting the call-ups. They're doing really good, uh, and it's what you want to see, man. All right, moving on. Uh, moving on to the game last night. Pirates win 8-4. Uh, Live Epigaro got his first home run last night. I mean, he absolutely smoked that to the left field uh, fence there, that little uh, lower fence, or that little tiny area where people sit. Uh, he launched it, and I mean, it... It got out quick, and it hit that little spot there for his first home run ever. Uh, good to see. It's so encouraging to see uh, him hitting home runs already after his call-up. Um, small dude, I, you know, he really isn't known for his power, but down in AAA, he, he uh, started putting a charge into it, man. When he got caught up to AAA, he started hitting the shit out of the baseball. I think he had seven home runs in AAA after his call-up. It was something like that, and, you know, he was... He was really starting to find his power stroke. Um, also had a nice play at shortstop. Uh, it got under Triola's glove, and I mean, he just picked it up and, and threw that ball to first base, and the scoop by Santana made the play. I mean, just, you can't beat shortstop play like that, man. When you've got a top shortstop like that defensively, they're going to make plays like that. It's just amazing to watch. And, it's, and, and I, I mean, you can see with the Pirates, with these young guys getting called up, you're, you're going to have bumps and bruises along the way, but when you see them play and have a good game, you see how having uh, an, a defensively, uh, I won't say elite defensively team, but I'll say a good defensive team, the plays they can make and how much that can make up for either bad hitting or bad pitching. You know, And, and that was last night what you got to see with, with Peguero at shortstop. 
Um, Marcano got hurt last night. Uh, just that odd. He stepped on the bag and it just he tried to avoid the tag and he just stepped on the bag and immediately you could see he was in pain grabbing his knee. And as soon as you see grabbing the knee, man, you're just like, oh no, that's not good, you know. I mean, automatically I'm thinking ACL, MCL, PCL, you know, just you're just it's horrible to see that. And uh, you know, I I hope it's not too serious. I hope that uh, I hope that that he. It's something that he a serious. I hope he avoids a serious injury, and um, you just hope. Waiting to hear today what what the MRI says. But uh, you know, somebody brought up an interesting thing, and I thought I'd talk about it on here. Was um, is it Alika Williams time? Now, Alika Williams is a very good defensive shortstop. Now, since joining the Pirates organization, Austin Arovic on uh, Twitter put this. Want to give him credit. Uh, in 36 games with AAA, uh, Alika Williams is batting 305, 384 on base percentage, and 531 slugging. His OPS is 915. He's got seven home runs, eight doubles, and 20 RBIs. He's got a 14.8% K rate and a 10.1% walk rate. He's an elite defender, like I said, and he has here, he's a former first round pick. I saw somewhere somebody said that they worked on his mechanics. They adjusted some things. I think now he's taking that. Yeah, yeah. here it is. Connor Williams. Put it on here. That uh, they, they made changes to the leg kick, and that's really what's taken off for him. And, uh, yeah, I I mean, that this is what small market teams try to do, man. They try to find these former first-round picks, and they and they see if they can make some tweaks. And boom, see it, see if they hit on get a diamond on in the rough, and and that's that's what might have happened here because the the Pirates they snagged this kid, made a change as you can see, and the numbers don't lie. Now, mind you, it's a Triple A, so you don't know if, if he's going to come up and struggle hitting major league pitching, and he's more of a quad A player. You don't you don't know. I mean, but but that's a chance the small market team's got to take. But if they hit on this guy. And they fixed him to where now he's he's doing a lot. He's going to be, uh, you know, an asset. Man, could you imagine to all the other middle infielders they already have? Like I, I sign me up to average. But uh, it just sucks. It comes at at the cost of Morcano getting hurt. That we might see this guy. Um, Quinn Priester gets his first win last night. Um. You know, I was watching, and uh, I thought he hit his spots a little more than last time. I thought he was a little better at that. His diver pitch looks really good. Uh, man, I'll tell you what, though. His fastballs I saw hitting around 92, 93. Man, does that make me nervous? Um, uh, he did make that one mistake on the 0-2 count. I forget the batter he was facing, but he threw a hanging curveball, I mean, right over the middle on an 0-2 count, and, and it got deposited to the over the fence, you know, the seats. And, uh, you know, you're just like, man, come on, 0-2 count. You can't be doing that stuff. Uh, you're going to put a curveball somewhere on an 0-2 count. Put it in the dirt. Don't don't, don't throw a hanging high hanging curveball and hang it right over the middle of the plate in their wheelhouse or they're going to take you uh, deep, man. Um, his stat line for last night, 5-point wings in pitch, uh, four runs, four earned, three walks, four Ks, two home runs. But, I mean, he limited it to only four runs. That's a lot better than the last outing where I think he gave up 11. Uh so lowered his ER rated nine two eight, but uh, but you know he got his first win. It was good to see. Like I said, his command I thought was better. 
he did, he did he did a lot better, and, and hopefully he builds on this. Uh, awesome to already get his first win in the major leagues. You could tell last night in his interview he was really excited. You know, had family there watching him, so I'm sure it was really fun for him. And I'm hoping that he moves on, uh, uh, builds on this, and gets better. Uh, and that and that's that'll be nice to see. Um, that was fun. Uh, it is so much. That's Andy Rodriguez. Let me tell you something. I don't. He could struggle right now. He he could have trouble hitting, and it's still so much fun to watch this kid play. I love the energy he brings. I think I talked about this in the last podcast, but man, to watch him catch, it is awesome. To watch him pound his glove to pitchers encouraging them but then when you watch him gun down that runner last night who had a great jump and by uh, he should have runner should have got there on time but Andy pops up with one of the quickest pop times I've ever seen and just absolutely throws a fucking dot to Pagaro and Pagaro I give him credit on the tag too that was a quick tag and a nail the guy and I mean just to see Andy, throw that ball and just automatically start running to the dugout. Like, yeah, you're gone. And just take off. I mean, just, I love seeing that stuff. Then you see Henry Davis run into the dugout. He's pounding Rodriguez on his chest. He's all fired up for him. I just, this young group, man, they're special. They really are. I I love the way they're excited for each other. You got two catchers that have been competing and double A and, and triple a, 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 you know, to be the guy and just to see how they're all happy for each other and giving each other advice. I talked about that on the last podcast. Just to see this kind of stuff is just so awesome. I, I love it. I, I love seeing it. And, uh, but Andy, I mean, I, I the hitting's going to come around, I think. And if it does, boy, they got something because that, that guy, you can just tell, natural born leader, just like Henry Davis. You can tell he's a leader. You can tell he's an energy guy, high energy guy. And Pagaro is too. Like you watched Pagaro fired up the other day of that play with Gonzalez, and then the, the tag on this one. Pagaro's another guy that brings that energy, man. I, I I I'm all for this. I love seeing it. Love it. Um, Jack fucking Sawinski. This kid, my God, last night was he dialed in. At that first at bat, he smoked that one ball, and it was like a foot to the right of of the um. Uh, foul in foul territory. I mean, he just hit to the right of the foul line, and I was just like, "Son of a bitch!" He smoked that, and uh, and in the game, he still ends up hitting a double. Then he crushes that home run. Then he gets a single. I mean, he looked dialed in last night. Didn't see him chasing as many pitches. Uh, wasn't taking as many pitches either. That was what was nice last night. Is I didn't see him taking a ton of strikes in the zone. I'm really hoping the Pirates have changed their approach a little bit. It seems like they're getting a little more aggressive now. I mean, the 3-0 green light to, to Joe uh, a couple games back, and then seeing Sawinski not take all these pitches in the zone because they're outside. I, I, I was encouraged to, to see what I saw last night, seeing these guys take their hacks, man, because I'm tired of seeing this constant get a walk, get a walk, get a walk. It, it drives me insane. And I was, I was glad to see that, that they weren't doing that stuff last night. I'm really hoping they've changed up their philosophy because – Man, I, I Swinsky looked great last night, and I saw the thing that he's the quickest 
pirate ever to 40 home runs in his career, um, faster than uh, Barry Bonds and faster than I think he's a guy. Somebody said Bobby Bonilla or something like that. I that's 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 awesome. That really is awesome, and that's why I never understood this whole. You have to send him to AAA. You know, he can't hit left hand. Dude, you got to let this kid cook. Like, when you got that kind of power potential, you got to let him cook. You got to let him figure it out because if he figures it out, it's, it's, it's only going to be beneficial to where for this team when their window opens to have that kind of power hitter. And look what he's doing. I mean, he's been hitting lefties lately a lot better than I think righties, to be honest. I, I, I don't know, but he's he's really doing really well lately, and uh, I'm glad that we uh, we didn't listen to the um, couch GMs and uh, send him back to AAA. People got you got to understand, guys, and I get it because I have a hard time with patience too. You have to have patience with these kids, all of them. You got to have patience. There, it's gonna it's gonna you know it's so funny because Clint Hurdle used to make that comment that. Uh, that he's a some people are a microwave, but he's he's a a slow cooker. He likes to cook it real slow and take his time. He's not like a microwave; where he wants it all quickly. So you know, that's the kind of mentality you got to have with these these kids. They're 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 going to learn. They're going to make mistakes. They're they're there's going to be growing pains. It's all about the, it's all about a part of the process, and they will. Uh, they will learn, and most of them, hopefully, that's been called up, will get better. But the most important part about it is right now they're doing it together, and they're doing it at the MLB level. And that's huge. Huge for next year. Um, Who else last night did I want to talk about? Oh, Reynolds looked rough last night, went 0 for 4. Um, he did better the night before. Um, there's something I noticed about Reynolds uh, is... I noticed on outside pitches, he does not try to step towards the pitch uh, to either foul it off or take it the other way. Um, I I noticed that he is literally just, I don't want to say lunging, but when he steps, he's stepping either towards the pitcher or away and lunges. I don't want to say that word, though. I hate using that word. But he's swinging all over body, body, reaching out for it, trying to hit it. And that's just not going to work. You're either going to... You're going to swing and miss, or you're going to hit it with zero power. Or you're, if he tries to drive it, you're going to hit a ground ball because you're going to swing over top of it. And it looks horrendous. And he looked, and that last at bat I saw of him uh, against that Martinez guy for, for the Padres, he, he looked absolutely lost. He had no chance of, of hitting that baseball. Looked lost up there. He had no chance. And I, I don't know what they got to do, but... But if it's injury, or if it's just injury related, or if it's pitch selection, or it's batting mechanics, I really hope they have figured it out. I, 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 I know I don't have that much faith in Andy Haynes. I'm just being honest. I, I, I doubt any of you have any faith in him either. After what's happened to this team since April, but whatever it may be, I, I hope that something gets figured out. But uh, I, like I said, I, I, I saw the report from Mackey about how. He doesn't think Reynolds is healthy, which I talked about in the last podcast. I, uh, but I mean, they're sending him out there, so he's got to be okay at least. But I think some of it's more mechanical or pitch selection, 
and, and I'm hoping the guy can figure it out. Um, Davis had an off night as well last night, 0 for 5. Uh, popped up a lot. I thought that, you know, just getting under the ball a little bit, um, maybe trying to get something and drive it out, but, but he was popping it up. But, uh, yeah, I'm not worried about it. Um, the thing last night that I was... I was so impressed with uh, was was Barucky. I really was like I, I like I said I've been hard on this kid and I talked about it last podcast about he did doing better but last night I got to really sit there and watch him and, and oh my god that guy's slider is nasty uh, lefty on on lefty is just not even fair like he he's just he starts out that ball is literally looks like it's going to hit him and I mean it hits the outside corner there's no way they're going to touch it. And, and it's wicked, and I, he has looked way better. I think he might have gave up what one hit last night. Yeah, I think he gave up one hit that double, I believe. But besides that, I mean, he was he was lights out. I thought I thought he was really good. Um, he held it down. Mudjinski, that kid, another one. I, I tell you what, I think this is going to end up being a great draft pick by Ben Charrington. What's all said and done uh, as a relief guy. Uh, having a long relief like him, his stuff's really good. The two seamers great. Uh, his singer's good. I, I, another one just looked really good last night. Wicked movement on his pitches. Kid's good. And uh, I, I like I said, this is this is this is a guy that I like to see in in coming out of the bullpen. Uh, another guy maybe utilizes an opener for bullpen games too. I could see. They might have done it already with him once. I can't remember. But yeah, no. This this is a guy that that's starting to look like a uh, you know maybe you want to have him at the end of ball games when you're trying to win in a close game. Uh, speaking of Holderman comes in uh, to finish the game out. Another looked good too. Um, threw a changeup, fooled one of the one of the Padre hitters. I thought looked was really good. He threw it right down the middle, but but I mean he threw the changeup and the guy just wasn't expecting it. It threw him completely off and he didn't even come close to hitting it. But uh, but no. I, Tell you what, I was encouraged with what I saw last night uh, with some of the young guys uh, like like Peggy and, and Andy. Um, Nick Gonzalez, I think, had another hit last night. You can tell with Nick Gonzalez, he's just a hitter. He's a pure hitter, man. The guy can hit. And uh, he's going to have games where he's going to definitely either have a high strikeout rate or, or he's going to have you know, an over four or whatever. But you're going to have games, man, where, where he, gets, he gets those two or three hits, clusters, if you will, and he just hits the shit out of the ball. Um, I want to call him like a doubles machine. He's going to be that guy that just gets a shit ton of doubles. Just is. He's fast. He's going to hit the hard ball down the line a lot. And that's just something he does. Um, Santana, holy crap, last night. Two home runs. He looked really good. Lately, he's really turned it on. And, I mean, yeah, three hits, uh, two home runs. Or do you have one? No, he had two, I thought. Yeah, he had two. Um Four RBIs. Um, his batting average is at two thirty seven. OPS is seven thirty. But I mean, look, you want to talk about a trade candidate? This this is the guy, right? Great first baseman, solid to to good defender. He's starting to heat up hitting the ball. Gets on base a lot. If you're looking for a guy that you want to turn it up now, right before the trade deadline, this is your guy, and he. He's this is perfect timing, and because I, I I I didn't realize this, or maybe I heard and I just wasn't sure, but I guess Triolo can play first base, and I'm telling you right now, 
if, if that's true, yeah, you. Whenever they get offered some for Santana, if it, if it's if, if it's good enough, please send him packing, take that trade, and then move Triola over to first base when 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 Brian Hayes is ready to return. You still got Choi, but I think Choi is also a guy they're going to look to trade as well. Um, who another guy that's also been doing good since he came back uh, from being hurt. I this is good things. These are good things for the Pirates. These are good problems to have. Like you've got a couple guys that you know are not a part of the future that are playing really well right before the trade deadline. Someone has to come calling for Carlos Santana, at least. Uh, speaking of, guys, and I, like I said, I know that, that as Pittsburgh fans, we're not going to want to hear this, but same time, Kutch had a hit last night, two more walks, batting averages hovering around 268, OPS 799. That's another one, guys. Like I, I know that Kutch doesn't want to go. Maybe he says no to the trade, but there's going to be more teams coming for him, too. They can use a guy like that. I mean, he's just constantly an on-base machine, uh, keeping that average above 250. Uh, when you have an OPS of 799, I, I mean, that's that's good. That's that's good. I, it, it's going to happen. There's going to be some team that really wants him. Whether they pull the trigger or not and McCutcheon lets him, I don't know. But I, depending on the offer, I would I might be okay with it. And, and don't get me wrong, I love Kutch. I really do. Um, but he's not the future. And if, if they, during their window, if they have something that could help it make them more of a contender, I, I'm all for it at this point. Um, I don't want to see him go, but at the same time, I understand it. But I, I don't know. I don't know. He might not let it happen anyway. So the, apparently they're saying that the understanding is that he he's not going anywhere. I guess maybe that's a... Uh, behind closed doors agreement amongst him and Ben Charrington. I have no idea. But I, I just, you've already got the Rangers. I've contacted them about him. He continues to do what he's doing in the next like week. I can see I can see some more teams coming with an offer. But um, but yeah, no, uh, that's really all I got with, with last night's game. Uh, I guess I'll go ahead and do a game preview for tonight. Game's at 940. Uh, it's going to be... Uh, Rich Dick Mountain Hill taking on uh, Snell for them, uh, Blake Snell, and he's a lefty. In twenty games, he's six and eight with a two sixty seven ERA, hundred eight innings pitched, one hundred forty three strikeouts, and a one two eight WHIP. Um, Blake Snell's doing really good. Just his uh, win loss record. It looks like he hasn't got a lot of uh, run support, is what I'm guessing. Um, and uh, lefty, so that'll be interesting with the lineup. Uh, for tonight, but Mokarno's hurt. He usually doesn't face lefties, so uh, I'm not sure what they'll come with tonight. I, I expect Andy to still start a catcher. Um, Nick Gonzalez, Pagaro, yeah, Henry Davis, Swinski, yeah, Reynolds, Triolo, all those guys. I expected Santana. Uh, maybe, maybe we see Choi DH tonight. I don't know. I don't know what I don't know. Choi Choi hasn't really got to play last couple games, so I don't I don't know what they're gonna do with with him. Uh, I'd like to see him get back in there though, build that trade value. <laughs> but that's just that's just me. Uh, as I said, Rich Hill's on that mountain tonight for the Pirates. Twenty games, seven and nine, four eighty four ERA, hundred nine point two innings pitched, ninety four strikeouts, and a one four five WHIP. Uh, his last game, he went five point two innings against the Indians, four earned runs, one walk, one strikeout, eight damn hits though. And also ran his mouth at players. He didn't like they made a mistake or something. Again, 
Not something I really like about him. I don't like how he runs his mouth at players, but again, at the same time, maybe he's trying to hold them to a standard. Makes you wonder if the coaches maybe did that more often. Maybe things would be a little different. I don't know. But uh, let's hope that um, Mr. Perfectionist goes out there and uh, maybe pitches well and the Pirates can maybe win this series. The Pirates, for some reason, own the shit out of uh, the Padres. I don't... I don't know why, but they just smoke that team almost every time they face them. I think somebody said they're 5-0 and against them because I forgot they swept them recently, too. So I, th- I thought that was, I don't know. I just don't understand what, what it is about them. But uh, the Pirates just seem to play really well against against the Padres. And I don't I don't know why, but they do. All right, moving on. Um, figured I'd do a check on the Tankathon thing, like I told you guys I was going to be doing. Uh, it's not updated. The Pirates are still at uh, sixth for the lottery pick for next year's draft, um, and the other five teams ahead of them: Oakland, KC, Colorado, Chicago White Sox have moved up to fourth ahead of the Washington Nationals, which is just crazy to me. I can't believe that Chicago White Sox, that team, is just struggling as bad as they are. Just nuts. But uh, Pirates are still sixth on uh, on Tankathon's thing for the lottery draft pick. All right, guys, that's all I got. Um, if you're enjoying the podcast, you'd like to hit the add button or, or the follow button, I'd really appreciate it. If you do it on uh, Spotify, I'd appreciate it more. I'm on a Stiller Sanctuary podcast with David Beer of StillerSanctuary.com. We just did a new episode about three days ago. Um, that's up if you'd like to listen to that. Um, that's all I got, guys. Take care. I'm out.